This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Welcome to another episode of Dollars and Sensibility. And boy, is there a treat today. Oh my goodness. I have a husband and wife team, which I don't think I've had yet, by the way, Jason and Jen Price, who, you know, local fame and, and, and they're, they're looking at each other and going, oh goodness, Tom, just stop. <laughs> Very humble people. And, they want, and, and actually the truth of the matter is they're doing this as a favor because uh, they're my very good friends. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming. So I want to introduce the idea of, you know, so why did I invite you guys? Well, the reason is, is because I've sat back and, wa- sat back and watched. Uh, and again, Jason, I'm, Jason, I'm going to be careful. I'm not brag too much on you guys, but I'm going to be, it's going to be hard. Okay. And to see where you guys have were and where you've come in the sense that you have done what you wanted. You said, I want to do this, though I'm nervous, though I'm scared, though I might have some of these other things that I've been taught or other variables and you went and done it. And I guess I'm talking about your job, but obviously life in general. So I want to go back to remind me, was it 2000? When did you sell your house in Daniel? Was it 2010, 12, 13? When was that? Probably would have been nine or 10. No, no, we we moved into our home in Midway in, yeah, 2009. 2009. So we sold it in February of 2009 is when we sold Daniel. Okay, so here we are right in the thick of the great recession of the last hundred years, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you were you were selling lumber. Yes. You were selling wood and construction and stuff. So it was not as good as maybe other times, correct? Yeah, it was a pretty depressed market. It was a pretty tough market to get through for a while for everybody in the for home everybody. business and yeah. construction business, I think. It was pretty tough. And you'd built a home in Daniel, nice house. Mm-hmm. And you were moving over to Midway where your family was from. Yeah, we made a few classic mistakes. I think we uh, we had built the house in Daniels. We were going to sell that house. We were excited to sell that for an opportunity that came up to move to Midway um, to be near our family. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I don't know. Maybe this is oversharing, but we we sold that house on um, owner financing, mm-hmm. which I That's think right. you and I talked about extensively for a while. Because we never had any intention of living in that home long term, we'd put it for sale as soon as we started building it in two thousand six. Mm. Yes, and that's when everything tanked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. We had it under contract, and then lending yeah. froze that fall. Had three or four contracts on the house, and ended up not being able to get it sold, mm-hmm. other than uh, because of the lending challenges and yeah. the uh, employment challenges that were going on. We ended mm-hmm. up doing an owner financing on that house. So, what was my advice to you on that? I don't remember. We did it either way. <laughs> I think that was our, that was the option you had. I think that was the option we had. I usually say, yeah, I probably wouldn't. That would right. be my advice. But in right. a situation where you're we like, knew Ugh. It all just fell into place so quickly, though. We knew it was time to leave that home. We knew yeah. it was time to get to Midway. So it, uh, Some good 
help and counsel from an attorney that helped us mm -hmm. write a really good contract on it. And, um, and we proceeded with that. And then I think, um, so is that, is that when we bought the first rental house or was it after? We didn't buy the first rental house. It, it wasn't until, because you'll recall, we actually, it's when we sold that house the second time. Okay. <laughs> when we sold that house the second or third or fourth time, we obviously ended up having to take In that Is this past the owner financing? Uh, through the owner financing, we went a couple of years. We carried guys. it for two years. They had a really great business, and uh, and we have nothing but good to say about those people. They had a really good business mm -hmm. that the economy just changed mm -hmm. on them, and their business disappeared. Mm -hmm. It essentially just um, became a victim of technology, mm -hmm. and things changed, and their business was no longer viable. So they had to come over with a very difficult conversation of, we've got to give you your house back. Oh, boy. Painful for them, and we're like, oh. Very scary for us at the mm -hmm. time. So, so now you had two houses. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we're sitting in a nice house that we were happy that we our forever home. Our forever home with a comfortable thirty-year mortgage on it, mm -hmm. and now looking at having to potentially make a mortgage on another house. Mm -hmm. And so, probably I sat in this chair and looked at you across this table mm -hmm. a couple of times. Mm -hmm. and talked about we chatted a few times during that. Yeah. Um, and honestly. Um, we're both people of faith and we think that a miracle kind of happened in our lives that, um, yeah, just through a, hap a happenstance connection. Jim was teaching piano and made a contact with somebody that ended up buying the house. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. It really was a blessing that fell into our lap from heaven. And we're really grateful for that. It, it, um, bailed us out a little bit, so to speak. Um, it took the sales price of that house down by, um, a projected two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, what we thought was going to happen. Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. so, so we really just kind of broke even out on that one. We didn't like leapfrog ahead like we had. Yeah, hoped. Mm -hmm. we we really cut right to the bottom line to sell that house and get rid of it. But mm -hmm. we were really just so grateful that we were able to clear. Yep. I mean, if you don't lose. So this is two thousand twelve. So this is twenty. Yeah, this was in two thousand eleven or twelve, maybe. I know. I know that we bought our first rental in twenty twelve. So it would have been in 2012. So then, um, so then those people ended up getting a mortgage, a conventional mortgage, mm -hmm. and coming in and paying us a price for the house mm -hmm. that got some equity out for us, some equity that we had invested from the previous house mm -hmm. that we had sold. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were always of the mindset of um, sell a house and put that equity in and pay down and, yeah. and, and try to become debt free. Get yeah. out of debt on our primary home was yeah. the. That was number one. Was the was number, number one theory. Yeah. Yep. And so we had, you know, we had that mortgage that we'd created on our forever home. We had this amount of money. It was a small amount of money, but we were wondering, do we just pay that down on our mortgage or would it be better served for us to do some investing mm -hmm. with that money? And so I'm a real um, slow mover. <laughs> I really like to study it out in my mind and yeah. I'm confident about something. Mm -hmm. And so we studied it out for a long time. And I'm sure that you and I had a lot of conversations mm -hmm. about rates and mm -hmm. hypothetical scenarios. Doing some math. Yes. Well, we also had our financial advisor at the time, too, that had talked about like the best interest you can have mm -hmm. is on your primary home. Like that's the mm -hmm. last debt you want to get rid of, financially speaking. Right. Because it's smart debt to have because mm -hmm. it benefits you on taxes. But that was hard to wrap. You've raised yeah. your whole life, yeah, like yeah, yeah. get that home paid off, yeah. get yourself out of debt. And so you've got that conflict of 
teachings. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so we we're both from a pretty conservative background, and we were pretty nervous about um, extending ourselves too far or extending beyond. Especially because you had sort of extended yourself, thing was a good idea, and it didn't work out. Yes. Right. At least the way you hoped. Kind of gotten burned a little. You bit got burned. Yeah. First little mm-hmm. experience there. Um, Let's be honest, though. I don't. I'm not nervous. I'm not the nervous type. I don't like him being nervous. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of balance each other that way. Because I'm like, I'm more of a hey, let's go for it. <laughs> and probably because I don't think through the longevity of the potential consequences and stuff. I'm just an in the moment. So we balance each other well that way. Mm-hmm. He thinks things mm-hmm. through a lot more carefully than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think Tom, we talked a lot at that point in time about potential opportunities to buy things and, um, interest rates on investment properties mm-hmm. and things like that. And you gave me a lot of great advice and uh, I do remember many times sitting in this office across this table and uh, thinking and, and getting advice from you. And at the time houses in Heber were very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, things were very cheap. Two, 300, right? Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we found a, uh, a piece of property that a friend was selling here, a house with a lot that had been divided off of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to him and talked to him for just a little bit. And he was also, again, very supportive of us and really helped us to get started. Um, he's done quite a bit with real estate. Mm-hmm. He's done quite a bit with his own business and with um, um, just houses and, and whatnot around the Hebrew Valley. And he was just buying and selling and moving and needed to move this one. And he was more than happy to help us get into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you helped us get a great interest rate on that first one. And we held hands and took a big plunge, <laughs> got ourselves all geared up and yep. we did it. Yeah. I think you got in the threes, the interest rate. Yeah, I think so. Which was on a rental property. On a rental property. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was one of the benefits of having a down market. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And, and it just kind of started like after everything got settled, all the dust settled from that and all the jitters kind of went away. And Why did they go away? Well, you know, you kind of start seeing things level out and you start seeing things work out and you start making progress and what you thought you could do, you start doing it and it feels good. Uh It gets exciting. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that was what was happening for us basically. Is that fair to say? I think so. Plus, it's just the difference. I don't think we'll ever be the type of an investment that you can't put your hands on. Yeah. You know, I Me mean, too. for us, it's it's the ground. It's the house. It's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. We still have this. Mm-hmm. Like we will have something that we own. It's an asset acquired yep. that you can put your hands on, which is different for me yep. than like putting it in a market or having someone invest it. And I have no idea where the money is. I think we take a lot of comfort in that kind of tangible investment mm-hmm. where you've got really something to show for your money. I Even think, if you had to lower the rent or whatever it may be, it's like, right. we've got something. I think it's important to note, note here that the two big steps that happened that you described were someone I knew, piano mm-hmm. lessons, and someone I knew locally. And I think it's important for anyone listening to realize that this isn't always some, I've got to go online or I've got to hire some big company or I've got to figure it out. You do get the advice. You do understand the how and the who is important, but then you just simply hear, listen and have conversations Mm -hmm. about things. And look, the piano lesson 
contact. That was me venting about, oh my word, little stress going on because mm -hmm. we just found out we're getting our house back. And she said, you're kidding. Do you know how hard we have been searching for a home to buy? Mm. We've had so many things fall through. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, well, let's talk. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with like, hey, we think we want to start getting into the industry. And my assumption is you probably just started talking with somebody or yeah. got the word out. Yeah. And to your point, I always want to do business or I always want to work with people that I know. Mm -hmm. I just feel comfortable when I can look across the table and talk to you mm -hmm. and get a feel for what's going on mm -hmm. and see. And uh, Jennifer is exactly right. Um, somebody told me once that real estate is real. And <laughs> I don't have a lot of money, but I had a little bit of money in a 401k that mm -hmm. we really saw get just annihilated during the mm -hmm. 2008 recession. And you thought you had something that disappeared and you know, that's just not fun. Mm -hmm. But real estate, there's really something there. Mm -hmm. You can drive by it at lunchtime and see that that's yep. your house. Mm -hmm. And you can check up on it and see if it's being taken care of or not. Mm -hmm. um, and how many times so can you look back at some areas like, man, if I could have just had some ground in like if for me growing up, it was like, I just would have bought that ground in Ketchum, Idaho, or if we just would have <laughs> had ground in Park City, you know, it's like very rarely is it ever going to go down. So the, it might level out a little bit, but. And you're describing, and again, there's other variations of this. You're describing that there's some level, there's a feeling to this too, right? So in other words, there's some sort of calmness or security to what you're describing. You know, I can touch it. I can see it. I can, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you even said, I wish I had property because that's back where you're from. That, you know, if I had ground, right. I had something there. There's something that is tangible that you can say that's mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, this is something that's comfortable to us and we're not comfortable uh, with a lot of things mm -hmm. over extending ourselves. Um, again, we, we're both pretty humble backgrounds. We don't, um, we don't have a lot of money by any means, but this is something that we found that has been able to work for us on a long-term basis and mm -hmm. kind of a step-by-step -step mm -hmm. as we put this together. Which is the best and better investments, right? Yeah, I think so. When you're cautious. There's a mother load here and there for people, but it's pretty much here and there, but the ones that are steady and build. There's something to be said for security. Mm -hmm. Like I remember us countless times having the conversation, people are always going to need a place to live. Yep. Like that's why we chose to go into the residential side of real estate rather than the commercial. And we've talked about mm -hmm. that with you before, mm -hmm. because I remember you warned us the headaches of, mm -hmm. and so we've been careful in, in the type of, of things we've chosen. We look more for the long term. That's our personal preference. Mm -hmm. Like give us a home where you're going to get a family moved in as opposed to apartments where there's a lot of mm -hmm. turnover. Like there's choices that we've made along right. the way, that's right. but no matter what, we feel like people are going to need a place to live and, Boy, do they ever in this valley like that. One of my become. one of my favorite stories for you guys. This is this is me reaching out and bragging a little bit, so you can kind of push me back. But you bought a piece of property and were able to split off another piece from it. Mm -hmm. You okay to talk about that? Sure. Tell us how that works. So you bought a house. So that was the first one. That was the first. And one. that was the first one. That, that was the first, first one. one. So it mm -hmm. was a, a very modest, very small, very affordable house mm -hmm. with a lot that had already been split. And there was an option for us just to buy the house and not the lot or to buy it as a package mm -hmm. with a little bit of a discount again from the, the friend that had helped set us up there. So we did that and it kind of set us up for the next step, obviously, mm -hmm. for uh, putting a house on that lot. Um, kind of propelled us a little bit forward that way again. 
like I said before, started becoming comfortable and things started working out and started working in the right direction. And um, I know a lot more financial discussions with you about interest <laughs> rates and about investment loan numbers and rates. And then again, about using equity that we already had built into mm -hmm. our own personal home by the appreciation of values that was happening in this mm -hmm. valley. Um, fortunately, we were able to utilize that to our benefit as well. And, um, you know, everybody makes their own decisions, but it actually dawned on me, I think, when we were talking about potentially doing this, I, I owe more on that house now than the day that I, <laughs> that I built that house. I wasn't sure if I could ask our the question. Our primary home, yeah. yeah. We've become very comfortable with, okay, this is the way to do it. Rather than having to pay a higher rate, for an investment loan, we can just use your primary and get use a our rate. primary and mm -hmm. get to use that interest because mm -hmm. all of it gets. To and be sometimes used it's a refinance and a fixed rate. Sometimes it's a home equity line yeah, of credit. We've done both. I've used utilized both. both of those. Yep, depends on the market. Depends yeah. on the rates. Depends on what you're doing. And um, we were people that are not savvy on these things. We took a lot of advice, obviously, from professionals, yourself included. We looked at a lot of these things that we would not have done with traditional understanding of mm -hmm. money and finances and so forth um, especially just the way that most people view finances and, mm -hmm. and the way most people run their um, mm -hmm. their household yep definitely had to be willing to open up the mind beyond traditional and to like get comfortable with oh oh yeah we can do that but to my husband's credit because he is a little too humble at times he's such a forward thinker mm -hmm. I mean, I think that was a large, it wasn't just a, oh, I guess we can do this. It was a part of what made this first home so attractive is he was already looking at the potential of, and look what else we can do with it. Yep. And he's approached everything. He's always looking way down the line where mm -hmm. I'm much more short-term instant gratification type person. He looks ahead. And I really believe that's played a huge part in. That's called in paradigm thinking. Yep. Paradigm thinking where you can look down the paradigm five, 10, 20 years. And where does this put me and what can I do? Yeah. He's the ultimate five. Where do we want to be in five years? Where, where are we going to be in 10 years? The goal is how much are we going to have this paid off? Like he's very, very again, we've had way. to open our minds mm -hmm. um, versus what I would have originally done when we were first married. And when we entered into our first mortgage contract, um, our approach to finances and money is entirely different now than it was then. Mm -hmm. Still a very conservative approach and still, we have to be comfortable at night and be able to close our eyes and go to sleep and know that yeah. we're in a good place. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't do anything that's super risky. Um, we, I mean, well, I, by our, by our by definition our now, but that definition has different. changed a lot. Which is different. When we right. built our first home, and we decided to sell it. We were doing that classic. Well, if you build and sell, the idea was I think two times by the third time you can have your home paid for. Mm -hmm. That's where we started out. That was our philosophy. Mm -hmm. That's why we had the Daniel home because we were chasing that we want to have our home paid for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now, like you said, we now we have more on our home than we ever <laughs> But we sleep totally fine at night because the security is there because we look at. It's backed by other assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have other houses. Yes, yeah. Other yeah, assets, yeah. Again, we're, we're we're avoiding the bragging part, but but that you have you have more than two houses now. <laughs> yes, there are other assets to back it up. And 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 to realize that that value is, you also have very low interest rates. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's We've been very fortunate. And then other people renting or paying off your assets for you. Mm -hmm. 
and in fact paying off assets for you and you say well where's the best place to put that money and should i pay that off or should i buy another property right and that's what we've always weighed with our rentals deciding whether it's building one or acquiring one it's like okay it's always been very important to us that our rent ha it has to pay for itself yeah like that's mm -hmm. that's just critical we don't want to go into debt for an mm -hmm. investment so we've always weighed out the can we get enough in on rent even if the market were to drop and we had to drop the, like what's the lowest amount of rent we can do on this and still have it pay for itself so let's just make sure we you just said i don't want to go into debt for this but let's make sure we understand what that phrase means right i say that incorrectly but we don't no, want to it's be not incorrect right we just, don't what want do you to mean be, by it? well i we don't want to be I guess cash losing flow, money on it. You, you want your cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We want it to like, we want the investment to cover itself mm -hmm. with what it's bringing in. So everyone, everyone says something to like that house is 500 or $1 million. I can't afford that. And I always ask the question next. I'm like, hey, I get it. And I said, but let's just kind of put that in perspective. When's the last time you had a million dollars cash in your hand? Most of us say never. How about mm -hmm. 500,000? Most of us say never. So we've never felt that we've never seen it. So it's just, this is a huge unknown. I can't do that. But if I say, what about 2,500 bucks? What about 3,000? What about 1,000? Well, yeah, of course, that's my rent. You know, that's what I pay. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying 2,000 and you're getting 3,000, that's a cash flow of $1,000. Your investment's paying for it. It's not yeah. focus on 500s and millions and whatever. Focus on that cash flow. Right. And the old phrase I, I heard as a kid cash is king. Cash cash flow is king is, is kind of the thing that we're trying to understand and paying off my house is tackling this 500,000 or this million dollar number that if I spend 20 years or 30 years, I can finally have it paid off. Right. The other thing that I've, another podcast I'll make is that um, debt reduction is not an investment strategy. It's true. Very true. That's and we actually, had to learn that. That's one of my next podcasts. I'm going to go into detail. We're already talking about it, but and that's really hard because most people are taught or geared or understand um, that you just want to get out from underneath yeah. that debt and you just want to feel the heavy weight dish. You want to eliminate that way. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's okay. And it works. And some people sure. do that and it's fine. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but there are also other ways and especially that's like I mentioned before, something we learned in just talking to professionals talking to people that are more experienced in the industry than us mm -hmm. and that know how to make that uh, money work for you, mm -hmm. I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. And once you start seeing that cash flow, okay, this is covering this. Now mm -hmm. I can keep working my day job and, and provide for our needs. That's providing for itself. Now let's get something else going that's providing for mm -hmm. itself too. Mm -hmm. And then all of these things work together for your, your greater good. I feel like we started looking at it more as a less of reducing debt and more of what's going to provide for us in the future. Mm -hmm. Like we're preparing not to be debt free, but to be work free, yep. like job free. Mm -hmm. He has the type of job that if it's, I mean, very few companies now retire you. Right. 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 And so you're, you're having to look at retirement and looking at a job that it's like, as soon as he stops working, the income stops yep. because of the nature of his job. And so I feel like that's become much more our focus is, okay, replacing his income. Right. We are all about replacing his income so that he hopefully can retire at a young enough age, mm -hmm. like health-wise and everything that we have a lot more. Those golden years really can be golden, not mm -hmm. you're still having to punch the clock. And so, yeah. 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 So 
you know, one thing rolled to the next and we kept talking and we kept getting advice and we kept kind of just trudging forward and marching forward. And we're sure thankful we have, and it's been a, a learning experience along the way. And, and each step has added knowledge and education to what we've uh, done. But again, thankful to have had good people along the way to do business with, to mm -hmm. sit across the table and look eye to eye and, and, and feel like there's somebody on your team that's supporting yeah. you and what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big part of success. I think for all of us, if, if you've got people on your team, they're helping you be successful. With yeah. You, got, you do this together. Yeah. I got to ask this question. Tell me about, I always put this into my factoring. I always, in any investment I make, I have what's called the headache factor. And the headache factor of like we talked about, hey, if you have residential, you got to make sure you know, the list is whatever it is. Who who manages these properties? Do you hire someone to manage them? No. You got you. We manage them. We pretty much do it together. You manage properties together. Mm -hmm. So negotiating leases and getting repairs done, those kind of things. You guys are doing it. Mm -hmm. Why have you chosen to do it? And this is a headache factor versus having someone else do it. And what is the headache factor or is it enjoyable? Tell me about, you know, where you put the headache sure. factor. Well, I'd love to have somebody else do it and take the headache away from us, but that comes with an expense or a cost as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe again, back to our nature. Um, we just kind of looked at it as that's something we can do. Mm -hmm. That's something that we can manage. And there's been a few times when I'm fixing something and I'm rolling around on the floor and skinning my knuckles thinking, why am I doing this? Yep. <laughs> yep. I could pay somebody else to do this. Yep. Yep. But again, there's as a satisfaction also that comes when you've got something done and, mm -hmm. and hey, we provided that, we did that, we took care of that. There's probably a portion of you that's also like, if you want to get it done right, you do right. it yourself. Indeed. <laughs> well, and I think it depends too. A lot on his schedule. I mean, there's definitely things that we paid to have done mm -hmm. yes, more quickly now mm -hmm. than we would have in the beginning, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you kind of have to be willing to make the sacrifices in the get go and be mm -hmm. willing to do some of those things that, I don't know. I think sometimes we put a little too much value on our time and sure. not enough value on just doing it. Mm -hmm. Just, but. But now there's definitely things to look at. Is it worth my time to do it? Right. Or is it better right. for someone else to do it? Right. And that's definitely something that comes into Because time is money too. Yeah. So, and, and even if you get worn out from working all night and you got to get your job in the day, you're not as good at your job. Yep. And, right. and as things get better in your life, you want to spend a little more time with your family and your mm -hmm. friends. And so you look at those opportunities as well and you weigh those mm -hmm. a little bit differently probably as we mature and, and grow up. I don't fix the sinks. I don't fix the disposals. Like he gets to do the hands-on fixing mm -hmm. and stuff. I deal with the leases. Mm -hmm. I find the renters and how do you do that? Usually stress way too much. How about. do you negotiate? Because that's the, the hard part. Part of the part that scares people the most, um, second to starting and getting into it, is the negotiations, the leasing, the dealing with problems. Well, so first off, we've probably had it pretty darn easy in that respect being the landlord mm -hmm. in this market because there's such a demand mm -hmm. and so um the only headache of that part is trying to filter through because you get so many mm -hmm. you get so many people i mean we the only thing i've ever had to do i've occasionally put it on ksl usually i can just put it on like the local facebook pages mm -hmm. and literally the last couple within two hours i've got 40 people who want a place to live mm. and then it's like 40 shut her down oh yeah yeah there's a there's a definite there's a definite need for rentals right now in the market and so then 
this is where his business had head has to help my bleeding heart because everybody <laughs> had, you know, there's this need for people, but we really have to step back and look at it. What's going to be best for our home. Right. You right. can't just do it for the person who's like, unfortunately, if you're weighing it between someone who has lots of pets and lots of children mm -hmm. compared to someone who's a smaller family and you're looking at the wear and tear on your home, mm -hmm. you do have to make a business decision of, okay, mm -hmm. You can't, you can try to guess all day long. Do you think they'll be there for a while? Everybody's plans change. So you yep. just have to look for it. Who's going to be the best quality for the home while they're mm -hmm. in there as far as take the best care of it mm -hmm. and kind of go with it. Like Some that. people pay the rent. Some people pay the rent. We've had, hmm. we've been really fortunate. And I, I do think some of that goes to the type of homes that we do rather than like, they're just a longer term rental. We chose for a reason to design a plan and build a couple homes of our own plan mm -hmm. because we wanted to be family friendly. We mm -hmm. wanted them to have space to go into. So they have the unfinished basement, they have the garage so that people can mm -hmm. move in and stay a while. Mm -hmm. And so far, I mean, we've and that's a business plan actually. I mean, it's your bleeding heart too, but that's a business plan. Yeah. Stay a while, right? We don't want turnover. Turnover is mm -hmm. hard on a home mm -hmm. and it's a headache. So yep. that's the headache is when you get into high turnover and we've really been fortunate that I, yeah, average we are keeping renters for several years so would you then recommend if someone is saying hey, i want to get into it it's funny when the first step anyone takes is they go for the cheapest house they can find period because it's the it's the shortest step to get in mm -hmm. then of course you know don't, don't want to buy a two million dollar house up in or five million dollar house somewhere either what's what's the house i mean you you have an opportunity jason because you know how to build so you can build and stuff and that's been a benefit for you for sure in this but what, where's, what kind of house, you know, is the cheapest house, the best house? Is there a sweet spot? You know, I think just as we've been in this longer, I think there's opportunity everywhere. Hmm. I mean, I, I really am. My eyes have been open big time. I'm definitely a, where's the shortest step kind of guy. Mm -hmm. That was my first step, obviously. And that was my launch pad, but there's opportunity everywhere at every level. And because you have some properties that are less expensive, even condominium. We and have you condos have... and we have the, yeah. Yeah. And we like people and we've tried to treat people good. And honestly, people have treated us good. Mm -hmm. We've had some, we've had some uh, business agreements that have ended not in our benefit where mm -hmm. we've, you know, we've incurred costs and expenses. So I don't think anybody's exempt from that. But again, looking at the big picture, it's, it's worked out in our advantage and it's worked out well. Um, good people, treat people good and they'll usually treat you pretty well back as well, honestly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a business principle right there. <laughs> and we do, I mean, just if we're, if we're getting into like the actual facts, something that we have found in our, in our rentals is we do ask for a higher security deposit hmm. because that does indicate a person's ability, mm -hmm. their cash flow situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. their ability to pay. And mm -hmm. if they're able to cover a security deposit, then that indicates to us that they're probably in a situation that they're going to be able to manage the rent payment. So mm -hmm. there's, there is a few mm -hmm. things like that that we look at. Like if they, mm -hmm. if they hesitate, if they hesitate at the idea of the security deposit, then we know that probably our home isn't a fit. I see for them. She bet, yeah. Because and most people are scared, but yeah, but what if I lose them? And you're like, well, there's 39 others. Yeah. And and I yeah. feel comfortable in my product. Right. And and, and my what we're done here. And I'm sure we'll be facing the day at some point where there's not going to be 40 applicants mm -hmm. for a rental. I mean, there wasn't in the beginning, but 
honestly, in the 10 years we've been doing this, we have never had a difficult time. We've never had a rental beyond if we're doing some repairs on it. We've never had one sit open for more than a month after someone has moved mm. out. That's a pretty good investment. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably one of the harder things is trying to stay on market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, raising rent is a painful experience. Yep. Just because you feel bad. It's not fun to raise rent. Especially the last two years. And um, and like I mentioned before, you like these people, mm -hmm. you know, that they've got in there and they've got some expectations or they've got in there at this level or that level. And and the costs have gone up for all of us. The mm -hmm. costs of living mm -hmm. have gone up for all of us. And the cost to repair anything. Oh, yeah. Property taxes. Property taxes have been really hot. Mm -hmm. um, in this county the last little while and so we've had to in the last year or two go through and really look and evaluate and make some changes made some pretty big changes mm -hmm. and try to be very respectful to those that are um, in a position with us or in a partnership with us and in, in their living conditions and honestly everybody stayed and it was mm -hmm. um it was good Mm -hmm. It was like I say, it's hard for us to do and hard for us to ask, and I'm sure hard for them to pay. So I don't want to minimize mm -hmm. that for anybody. But we really had to look at it as on a business side. Yep. Like if yep. if I keep renting this house eight hundred dollars below the market value <laughs> right now, I'm going to have myself backed into a pretty mm -hmm. bad corner mm -hmm. here in a couple more years. Yep. Not to mention, we're still looking at as our retirement. It's right. like yes, we I I love providing homes for people, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we did this. For your guys' benefit and for future security, yep. and so it has to it has to work for both parties. So there have been learning all throughout mm -hmm. the process, and there's like, there's been conversations across the desk and over the fence and with friends <laughs> that have been beneficial to that, and uh, have definitely helped us along the way. We've definitely not done this alone. What's your advice for someone who's uh, on step number one? Um, find a friend. Mm -hmm. Talk to a friend. Um, I've been encouraged that most everybody that's successful is not trying to step on your head, but is usually offering a hand up mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is what I did. Willing to talk, willing to share, mm -hmm. willing to assist. I mean, I've had just great friends along the way that have helped us and mm -hmm. don't think I could have done anything that I've done without them and without mm -hmm. a great companion. So, Anything to add? No, no, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that it's worked out as well as it has. It's exciting. Like mm -hmm. at this point, we kind of start like, even though we just did this other investment I just told you about mm -hmm. where we've decided to go on the farm side of things, like he's constantly watching. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to you after this. It really starts to get exciting. It gets exciting to see, okay, well, what can we, what can we do next? Mm -hmm. What can we, I know you're the same way. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Yep. We've got to start a new project, but to see the growth and to to just branch out. And I love the diversity of it. I love that we have things in a few different branches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it just that feeling of security, I think, is priceless. Yep. And I think back to what I said about success, I think people that are successful want to help you be successful because mm -hmm. it feels good. That's mm -hmm. kind of what Jen's saying. Yep. It feels good to see things go the right way. And so if that's happened for you, you're most likely to help somebody else out. Yep. To, to yep. Give them that assist. Call it karma or whatever, but it does yeah. what comes around goes around. Yeah, give them that assist. That's think, why this podcast, by the way. I think the biggest piece sense. of advice is just think about the future. Like everybody says, be present, right? And don't yeah. dwell on the past or don't uh -huh. dwell on regrets and stuff. But it's like there's something to be said for looking to the future. I'm so grateful 
for a partner and a husband who is always looking ahead and mm -hmm. helps pull me there. Mm -hmm. Like I help him enjoy the moment, <laughs> but he, he keeps reminding us that there's, you got to raise the puppy. You got to raise the kids. We got to think <laughs> about the future. Right. Um, I think it's made all the difference. Good advice. So, well, thanks for joining. This is gold because I do, again, why am I doing this podcast? Because people need to hear people's stories. And I know we're sensitive to maybe talking about ourselves sometimes or say, but man, I, this is gold for my clients. Like I, I want my clients to say, hey, go listen to this podcast because you're going to feel, you know, when you hear someone else talk like, oh, that's how I feel or that's what I was doing. or And, and then also, oh, I understand now someone else is in that position. Because my goal is, again, is to help people create personal wealth through real estate. And that's the whole goal. I That's my job. That's my job. And so, yeah, you guys are a big bragging point for me. So thanks for joining today. You've been a great help to us along. <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay. Thanks thank for coming. This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage. 435-654-9979 or goapplastom.com.